back to Go Break the Ice, where Abby Goulet and Victory Ice talk to cool people. Cool people. And today we are talking to a guest. And before I say who we're talking to, I want to tell you a little bit of a story because it's pretty funny. So I'll start with a short version. So the way I met this guest was through a mutual friend. We had organized Mario Tennis Online. Um, Today's guest and I were on a team, but I didn't know that. And we lost Mario Tennis. <laughs> and so in anger, I said to my mutual or to our mutual friend, my tennis teammate, who I thought was a computer player, is an idiot. And I put it in all caps and it's on the message somewhere deep in a couple of years ago. And that idiot was actually today's guest, Conrad. For some reason, he still decided to hang out with me after that. And a year later, Victor and I both met Conrad at Cedar Point. Yes, we all got to know each other on a nearly 100 degree slash, I think that's 45 degrees Celsius day riding roller coasters. We have played lots of games online and have had several meetups for fun hangs, including ice skating, almost canoeing, dinosaur viewing, an epic probably two hour game of charades, and talking way too long about woofs. Conrad is very kind and considerate has a great sense of humor, and is good at keeping things fun. When he attended BlimeyCon for the first time, he gained a reputation for the phrase that was coined during the film festival viewing. So let's hit it, Conrad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks for having me. (laughs) Hey, we're so happy you're here. Mm -hmm. Happy to be here. I had to tell the story of how I called you an idiot because... No, it's legendary. (laughs) I still remember the feeling after that when <laughs> I got told the truth and it was just complete horror. And then they were like, "Do you, both of you guys were like, do you want to come on the Discord call? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I still cry at night, but it's okay. <laughs> well, like I said, I don't know why you still decided to hang out with me, but I guess it's still my good deed for my life. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right, Conrad, we would love to know a little bit about what you do and why. So what I do currently is I work for an electrician. And how that started was I grew up um, knowing him since I was four. And after high school, I was like, you know what? Or actually before, before I got out of high school, I started working for him. And I wanted to be an electrician because that seemed like an option to take instead of going to college, which I didn't want to do at the time. And so I started working there. And I started working the shop, just doing random stuff. And then I started going out in the field and doing what actual electricians do. And after a while doing that, I started working under a guy who was not nice. And that was not fun. And so I quit, basically. And I told my boss, I said, first of all, I'm not working for this guy anymore. And then I don't want to work here anymore after a while. And I want to go to college. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm going to college for business management. And I have no idea what I want to do with that. It was kind of a, something my brother took and he got a good job. So I'm like, I'll do that. Um, jobs are not really important to me. Family and friends are more important. So I want to get a job. I want to support my family, but that's really just the goal of them. And I'm not really destined for any job in particular. That's cool. Interesting. I didn't realize your brother had taken the same program as the one you're taking now. Yeah, he did. And he had trouble with calculus too. So, you know, we're good. <laughs> I don't know how calculus, does right? calculus. I'm done with calculus. Yes. Yeah. Scraped by, clawed my way to the top yes. or, you know, halfway to the top. <laughs> oh, out of the class. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I feel like the highest math I ever took, I took a business uh, math class in community college and then I had to take up to mathematics three. So I, I took mathematics two and mathematics three this last time I was in college. And that was enough for me. Like al- mm-hmm. basic algebra, basic geometry. And I was like, that's it. That's my cap right there. <laughs> I don't need anything more. Yeah. I was really behind in math. I, in high school, I never got really past anything. I somehow passed high school without taking a lot of math. Same. And so I did algebra one, two, pre-calc and calc in my, well, I did algebra one, two, and pre-calc in the first two semesters of college. So I basically had to learn all of algebra and pre-calc in two semesters. And then the next semester I dropped calculus and the next semester I passed it. So that's actually pretty impressive, like cramming it all in there like that. Yeah. Although that's kind of the way to do it. (laughs) For me, it's like learn it use it when you need it and then lose it because you don't usually need that kind of stuff just yes. saying well nice so you are um it sounds like your why is really just because you want to spend time with family and be supportive of your community mm-hmm. around you cool. yeah just job money is never i want to have enough money to you know support them and live comfortably but it's not what drives me in life. It's having a family and kids and stuff like that that drives me to get work. So that's kind of cool because I think some people get really focused on their career. Like even Mm -hmm. to an extent that was me for a little while. It's just like you get so focused on like moving up the ranks. So it's kind of cool that you've already got that in check. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm 20. So things could slightly change and I get a job and all of a sudden the, the career aspect becomes more important to me. But at this time in my life, it's not. So pretty cool. All right. So our second question for you, Conrad, is what is something you are passionate about? Passionate about? Well, there's a couple of things, actually. And I wouldn't say I don't go out and like do these things, but I'm passionate in them in my heart, that is. And it's pro-life and trying my best to share the gospel. And those are two things I'm very passionate about. And in my workplace, I often find it hard and sometimes to get the courage to speak out against things and share the gospel when I should. And sometimes I back off because, you know, you feel like, oh, I don't want this person to look bad about me. And sometimes getting over those fears is quite hard. But that is something I like to do. And I really enjoy my workplace. The owner is a Christian, but a lot of my employees aren't. And so having them come up to me and like, oh, I don't want to play my music because of you. And you know, some people might take that as like, oh, man. But it's actually quite cool because they actually see that I am against certain types of music who have like profanity or themes that, that might not be great. And, you know, that's really cool. And my coworker says it's, it's good to be a light in the darkness. And that's what I, I try to be. And, you know, sometimes you're not perfect. But I, I, really, I really enjoy doing that. And being pro-life. Um, I talk about it a lot, and that's something that was a big thing when I before I started dating my girlfriend, and when we were getting to know each other. One of the first things before I was going to ask her to date me, I asked. So, and I don't think I directly asked her, but I kind of like pointed to it. Abby actually helped me with this back in the day of getting the answer out of her if she was pro-life. Yeah, and she is, and that's wonderful. And so. Is that that's some, those are two things I'm very passionate about. <laughs> I was going to say that I've had similar experiences around 
friends in college slash university if you're Canadian telling me like they feel kind of uncomfortable swearing not really in a mean way though per Mm -hmm. per se but they kind of clean up their language like just naturally or they won't invite me to certain things like drinking or whatever like even now still like that we've Mm -hmm. been out of friends for out of college for quite a while like they there's certain things they won't invite me to because they just know that I won't like it and even friends who have like treated me differently like I went to I went to one party once because it was like a work thing and it was dumb and I probably shouldn't have gone but like everybody treated me like extra kind of cautiously and I never (laughs) told them to do it that's what's kind of funny about it is like I never really I didn't swear but I didn't tell them that I was uncomfortable with it per se it's just the way they just see it it's your examples that you set. And even before I became a Christian, I didn't swear because I grew up in a Christian family. And they notice that and they see that. And I remember playing games with meeting some people online and they would, wouldn't would swear in front of me. And without me, I knew they swear quite frequently. So they would, they would and then when I was there, they wouldn't. And I thought that was quite cool because I was younger. I was like 15, 16, and they kind of, they didn't do it because I was younger. And I thought that was pretty cool. It's kind of interesting that they that some people will do that for you and even i was at work and we were doing a scrap run like all the wire that unused wire we take it to a scrap place and we get money for it and the dude's dude was swearing he's like oh i'm sorry man he's like he's like how old are you and he thought i was younger that's why he wasn't swearing but then i told him i was like oh i I just don't like that stuff and so he's oh i'm sorry man and so like (laughs) kind of cool that that. even though like these people do it they're still pretty i don't know it, it it just it strikes me odd. I think it I think it is a little bit of like you said letting your light shine though because as Christians we are supposed to be different than the world. So if we mm-hmm. fit right in and we swear and we don't care and and they don't even notice that they, you know, or they don't even want to change their behavior because we never have a problem with anything that they do or we contribute to it a lot of times unfortunately uh, with like gossip and slander and different things behind people's backs and workplaces. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are truly letting your light shine and you're not giving into all those little things people notice and it's Mm -hmm. this is just a cool testament to say yeah like when you are letting your light shine for christ people do notice and it's not always good that comes from it but Mm -hmm. you know sometimes it's good and it's neat to hear other stories of impact that you're having something you said there is it's not always good it's always good to show the light of christ oh yes and even if nothing good comes from it it's still good to do it Absolutely. I just wanted to clarify that. That's... Yes. Oh, I'm glad you did. Because if it sounded like that, that's not what I meant. Yeah. I meant like, it doesn't always seem like a good outcome Yes. Um, at that time, maybe especially. But yes, it's always good to shine your light. It's always mm-hmm. good to be proactive in your faith. So, yep. Yeah. So, I don't know if I would use the word passionate for me, but I, that's something that's been on my mind a lot lately as I started working again. So it's pray for that, that I can be because my coworkers are pretty 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 uh, far in the darkness so mm. if i can try to light up as much as i can yeah i think it's it's kind of cool to see god work in those areas too because i've seen people that i thought were pretty dark at one point and just to see them kind of turn around like very very drastically is like mm-hmm. really cool so it's worth it it's worth the sometimes long time of praying and kind of i mean i have like there's even times where i've prayed for people and i'm like i mean god I hope you do it, but like, I don't know. I don't see the result, but then you see it and you're like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. How is this possible? And then boom. (laughs) Yeah. 180. So yeah, really cool. And your pro-life thing too, which I didn't comment on, but that was, that was cool too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've been seeing more and more 
and then media like glorifying murder and it just I, yeah. I I struggle with the line. You might have to cut this, Abby, but like I struggle with the line for the passion side of it because I just get so angry when mm-hmm. I read stories and when I like when I and I know so many people who life, they don't value life the way that God values life and the way that Christians should value life. And I don't know, it's just it is so disheartening sometimes seeing that it's being glorified. Like that's the part that really just crushes me is like seeing posts on Instagram of people choosing to abort part of their babies in their womb. And it's just like, it just completely blows my mind. It's absolutely true. You do want to, you just, you kind of want to shout it from the rooftops and people who don't take it as seriously, like, yeah, yeah, I'm pro-life. And it's kind of quite interesting that some people are pro-life around election year Mm. to say like, Oh yeah, did you not did you see that, you know, so and so is not pro, is not pro life. They they love abortion and stuff like that. And but you won't hear them talk about it for the other mm. 4 years. It's amazing yeah. and that bothers me so much. It's like yeah. are you really using abortion to put over your other political views? That abortion in my opinion needs to be up front. The the most important thing in the election, but also in just, just realizing that babies like I think since there's a stat um, from mm. like the 1970s, like 70 million babies have been aborted. Oh, it's so many more than just, that now. Yeah. yeah. And you just look at that. It's like, how do you look at that and be like, yeah, okay, that's terrible. It's something that that you, what you brought up is really good about people glorifying it and kind of acting like it's more of a, you're playing God. It's like you get to choose whether or not to end a life. And by choosing that, you kind of like dumb it down like it's not actually a baby it's just it's just a like a thing a fetus or whatever yeah. yeah you try to dumb it down but what you are doing is you are murdering a life a and life you a are life. playing god yes Absolutely. and that's our entire culture is self-worshipping and that's america and a lot of cultures is self-worshipping and when you can self-worship you can do whatever you want and then if you want to kill a baby that's what you can do your choice and yeah exactly and pro-choice i'm sorry it's pro-murder at that point that's what that bothers me the most is just playing god and just doing whatever you want to do because that's what you want to do and it's not like the bible warns us about these types of behaviors that's a that's a whole nother topic but it's it is all over the bible Mm -hmm. old and new testament about falling into sin and becoming like you're saying making yourself above god having idols above god all of these things are so interconnected to that like i mean pro-choice and just different things that we were just talking about but Mm -hmm. it's it's so connected to what has happened in the past has you know it's just like history repeats itself as people would say but i mean it if you read the old testament and you read about the israelites and it drives you nuts that they walk away from God every time mm-hmm. he, after he does like a miracle, like he parts the Red Sea and then they're like, oh my gosh, I'm in the wilderness. And I like, oh, <laughs> yeah. take me back to Egypt where they were like whipping us and murdering us and making us make straw and hay. And I'd rather that than this. This is terrible. Blah, blah, blah. What was me? They see these miracles and you go, what's wrong with you? You're literally being guided by a pillar of or a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. You can see the glory of God. But we do the same thing. We do it over and over and over again. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. And that's our 
that's our, we see the glory of God. You know, they didn't necessarily have the Holy Spirit living in them, like each person in the Old Testament times. So anyway, rant over. We do the same thing. So if that makes you mad, then you shouldn't be, or you should be mad at yourself, I guess is what I'm saying now, for doing the same things that the Israelites did in the Old yeah, Testament. Yeah, and it's a lot of people say, I just need a miracle to become a Christian. I just need a, I need a sign from God. It's like, well, the Israelites had sign after sign after sign, and they still disbelieved. It's just about your heart and how you change. Oh, I was just going to say, you think about like, I was just thinking about as you guys were talking, like how God has actually come closer in every kind of like, for lack of a better word, era, like in Israelite times, God was kind of far. And I put that in quotes, like up there, I guess you could say, like Moses was talking to the the sky or whatever, like maybe God would, God would come down briefly, but like his glory was too, too big to really reveal. And then Jesus comes down as a human, which is even closer. And you so, so you see mm-hmm. the Israelites sin in this situation where God's far. You see people sin and even the disciples sin when Jesus is on the earth. And now the Holy Spirit is literally inside of us and there's still like people mm-hmm. turning away. So it's kind of like, yeah, it's it's easy to say I need a sign, but it's also like that's not going to be the be all and end all. Because in every example and every time when God tries to get closer, there's still yeah still sin. Something I love is the picture of God's grace and us being so sinful, but his grace stopping us from being our full potential. And that's that should humble us to be like, you know. God's grace in us keeps us from loving abortion. Man, that was a, we're getting deep in this episode. <laughs> no, that's good. We need a deep episode. All right, Conrad, it is story time. Tell us a story. Tell us two stories. Tell us five. Your choice. Today, actually. This happened today. So me and my coworker, um, we, we're, we call ourselves DC. We're, we're special agents. He's 18 years older than me, but we're kind of geeky, so it's fun. <laughs> so DC, Dave and Conrad, we, um, we're working in a Habitat for Humanity house in a, not a very nice neighborhood. And so I'm sitting there. I'm doing some wire nuts because we're an electrician and wiring up outlets to get, get them ready for the finished product in a couple months. And he comes into me. He's like, Dude, there are these people like scanning this house, and and I, I don't I don't know if it really crossed my mind because he's a jokester and I don't know if I believed him. Then he goes back outside and he runs back inside. He's like, dude, he's like, two cops are getting out. So two cops in vests and guns get out of there out of this random vehicle. It's just a civilian vehicle. They're undercover. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. detectives or just undercover cops, but they get out of their car and one guy goes to the back right of the house and the other guy goes around the other side of the house. And then, like, four more police come, and they start surrounding the house. And then the the city police came with dogs, and then the sheriff came with dogs, or a dog. And we're in this house, and Dave, he's just watching. He is literally a kid in a candy shop. He is (laughs) geeking out. He's like, it's like in the TV shows. (laughs) And... So they 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 have this house surrounded, and they have guns, they have vests, they have stuff. Oh my word! And I didn't watch very much, so I know I know for sure one guy had a vest, but I didn't see the other ones. And so all these people are here, and then one guy they like go they come up to the shed, and the one guy grabs the shed door, and the other guy has his gun up to the door just in case someone's in there. And they and I parent and I don't know what happened next, but a little bit later. I guess they were searching for someone and uh, no gunshots happened, but mm-hmm. they were searching for something. And the other day I had, I had seen guys outside that house and 
they were smoking something not good. It smelled terrible. So I wonder if something fishy was going on. And the next day, the cops are there trying to find whoever was there. So that was intense. And Dave is just like in the window staring. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Could you be any more obvious? So that happened today. That was pretty intense. And yeah. no, nothing nothing crazy happened. They they all packed up and went. But I think mm. they were looking for someone. So it's just scary because you're in that neighborhood. and Yeah, right next to it right next to it so my um friend speaking of like neighborhood craziness she just texted me yesterday a picture of a news article of uh, a suspected like homicide for uh, a body that was found in a burning car and her backdoor neighbors their house had like burned down a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and she said that the neighbor is the one that is the suspect for the murder of the girl they found in the car. And she goes, oh my. I talked to this guy like two days before that. And I was like, oh my goodness. Uh, she needs to be very careful. Yeah. Get oh some goodness. pepper spray. I brought, I bought Jessica, my girlfriend, a alarm. It's like a handheld alarm. Uh huh. And you pull a string and it is, it's like a home alarm. It is deafening loud. And well, I didn't hear it. She said it. That's what she said. So, but I just, you just gotta be so safe nowadays because people are maniacs. Talk about self-gods. They're right. crazy. There's no fear in anybody. So I don't no. think I'll ever forget that one day that girl barged into my office. When I was oh old. yeah. <laughs> oh my. Story time with Abby and like the most short version ever is, uh, I was alone in the office. My coworker had left. He left the back door open and this wasn't as, this wasn't really abnormal. I wasn't scared. I didn't really know downtown Kitchener very well, but I was like, I knew there were some sketchy people, but I didn't think anything of them coming into the office. We were always really casual. It was just like, yeah, like whatever. I don't know. The door was open. It was fine. All sorts of stuff was happening. And a girl wandered in and I thought it was just a like, I thought it was my boss in the back room and it was this girl. And then I realized it was a stranger and me being a complete idiot, I go straight up to her and I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? (laughs) And she was like, said nothing wandered up to the front started taking stuff i'm like i don't think you're allowed to be here and she was like and then she threatened me with something and then i still was like very concerned that there were people like that were stuff in the office that was gonna get stolen i didn't even think i was gonna get hurt or anything and then i got a text i was like oh somebody's here and like this is not great i was texting my work slack and they're like get out call 911." and so yeah then i had to get out call 911, and they got her thankfully she didn't leave i think she was on something but yeah that's crazy. So, Conrad, what is something not many people know about you? Well, one thing that many, many people don't know about me is that I, I don't always like talking about video games. And I think that will shock some people because some people walk up into me and they're like, so what's what's new in video games? And I'm like, oh, again, <laughs> not much. So... I do like talking about other things like, you know, you know, God, pro-life. Yeah, I was politics, thinking that too. <laughs> other things are, I like to talk about those, not just video games. And I wish everyone would get that in their head. Do people just look at you and go, oh, he'd like to talk about video games. <laughs> I think so. People just walk up to me and that's the first thing out of their mouth. Like, how are you? Well, Good. Good. How are you? Good. How are video games? <laughs> that's sad (laughs) they're great i put your face on something and started shooting it (laughs) wow i'd love to hear the reaction to that response 
<laughs> they would never talk to me again. <laughs> you have to say it in not an angry tone. It's just very matter of fact. Like, yeah, I put your face on something and started shooting it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I enjoyed myself thoroughly. <laughs> Maybe we can think of something else. You can stick with that if you I want. That was good. Yeah. yeah. That's the only one? That's fine. If you want to tell the world something else about you, I mean, you can, yeah, but... we're all ears if you are. Yeah. If you have mm, should I tell the world that I have three personalities? For us. Mm. <laughs> I thought Bob was dead. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Got it right there. Can I, can I do the announcement of speed round and a Zog talk? Yeah. Kunderunda! <laughs> Translated speed round. Yes, it is now the speed round. Kunde, <laughs> That's Kunde. the best way we've ever had the speed round introduced. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, you've never had me before. All right, I am ready. My brain, my brain is a clock inside you. Well, good. You'll know. You'll know when the two minutes is up without us having to. <laughs> Not that kind of clock. I wish. Clock. Okay, give me a second. I need to warm up. Mm. I might need to stand up for this, actually. Are you ready, Conrad? We can't even see him just for... (laughs) (laughs) On your marks. Get set. Go. If you could be an instant professional at something, what would you choose? Basketball. If you could close one restaurant for bad food, what would you close? Oh, I hate Five Guys. What is the last thing you eat? What's the last thing I ate? Uh, Sonic. Favorite thing to do in the evening? Video games. What is your favorite game? God of War. Would you rather text or talk? Uh, text, obviously. What's your favorite nickname? Uh, Chubba. <laughs> What's your favorite artist slash band? Um, Tremonti. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? Uh, ooh, 7. Would you ever get a tattoo? Maybe. What superpower would you choose? Spider-Man, obviously. (laughs) Have you ever shared a toothbrush with someone? Oh my gosh, no. Favorite type of cookie? Chocolate chip. Where was the best vacation you ever took? The Outer Banks. How many hours of sleep do you get a night? Not enough. (laughs) What is your favorite snack? Um, probably uh, cookies. Have you ever worn socks with sandals? I've never committed that sin, no. (laughs) Favorite childhood character? Uh, I'm Spider-Man. What is the name of your favorite childhood pet? Uh, uh, um, King Bob. Have you ever been in a car accident? I have. (laughs) (laughs) If you could be on a reality TV show or game show, what would you choose? Uh, Brent's got talent. Would you rather be hot or cold? <laughs> oh, cold for sure. What is your favorite brand of bottled water? Um, Fiji. Do you say pop or soda? Pop. Music in the car or podcast or silence? Music. Mac or PC? Oh, oh, PC, oh my god. We goodness. are right at time, but you, you did, did a really great well. job. 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, technically. You're up there. You're in the top five questions, five? Conrad. Woo! Yeah. yeah, that was good though. 25. Awesome. Okay. 
I had a question about one of your your favorite artists. What is it, Tremonti? Tremonti. Um, I think he's that was the first thing that came to my or the second thing that came to my mind. favorite artist that I stopped being my favorite after I became a Christian is actually an atheist, and a lot of his music is very Ooh. against God, and so mm. I don't I have a conviction to listen um. to that music right now, so I don't anymore. Will that conviction go away? I don't know, but right now it's in me, so I can't. I yeah. don't want it to That's hurt good. my conscience. Yeah, but Trem- what is the, what my Tremonte is, is the lead guitarist of Alter Bridge, and his music is not oh, anti God. Okay. <laughs> so, at least to my knowledge, it's not. He's actually he believes in a God or God, but it doesn't isn't really a doesn't. He's kind of those people who's like, yeah, there's a God, I just don't care. So okay, but why Five Guys? Why is that a, so terrible? I have never had Five Guys, but it makes me sick every time I get near one. I don't know why. It really? just, I, I feel like I feel sick every time, I, or like I just can't stand the smell of it. Huh. I yeah. love Five Guys. I'm sorry. Wow. Well, now I know we can't go there ever. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can go there. I'll just go somewhere else. But if you can't even be around the food, then it'd probably be better not to. <laughs> yeah. I'll just sit 30 feet away from you. Okay. We'll do we'll, that. We'll, we'll social Five Guys distance. <laughs> Wow. Like the distance of a Five Guys. Like the length of a Five Guys. Yeah. All right. Conrad, would you rather be eaten by a T Rex or a Spinosaurus? That is a T Rex for sure. A Spinosaurus, it eats fish. I know. It has a long snout. It it would be a painful way down because the snout's so. <laughs> long every chomp would just be utter pain right t-rex just gulp and you're good to go so you would much rather be quick and to the point and t-rexes are better if if the if the death pain rate was the same i still get rather be be eaten by a t-rex just because it's a t-rex right that makes sense yeah and the spinosaurus killed the t-rex in jurassic park 3 which i am still don't spoil it i just recorded that last night about. <laughs> that movie came out in like 1990 something i legitimately was watching what was it i was watching jurassic world i think oh. last night i watched the end of it what's the one where the t-rex gets loose on the main shore of like new york or something oh Staten that's the Island. one okay that's yeah so world. i was watching the lost world i was watching that one I watched the end of it, and then the third one came on, and I was like, it was too late, so I hit record. <laughs> I don't know if I'll actually watch it or not. Well, it's much, much more lame than the second one. Oh, you like the second one better? Oh, the second one's way better than the third one. I only watched, like, the last hour of it, I think, and it was on TV with commercials. So. Oh, it's probably the best hour. It probably was. The Infant, or whatever. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Yep. Lots of sound effects in this episode. Also, yeah. for context, I guess, for that question, we should probably clarify why I asked you what you would rather be eaten <laughs> what dinosaur you should, would rather be eaten by. Because I typically tend to stay away from um, questions that are horrible. Yeah. Like, would you rathers that are gruesome and disgusting? Yeah. But... Conrad and I went to Jurassic Quest, which is like where they set up a bunch of dinosaurs and you like go through in your mm-hmm. car. Um, and or at least this year it was in your car. I think you, normally it's actually you get to walk around. But anyway, 
and he was talking about how exciting it would be to be eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah. So that's why I don't think I don't think anybody shares my opinion on that. Like Gabe and Susan and everyone else in the car, I don't think they they don't think they would get eaten by a T Rex with me. Would you get Would you get eaten by a T Rex? No. I mean, I I mean, (laughs) as you were explaining whether I'd rather be eaten by a Spinosaurus or another dinosaur that takes a little bit more than like one chomp or whatever, mm-hmm. I'd probably prefer a T-Rex over other dinosaurs. <laughs> so I have well, to a T-Rex's pick. bite force would kill you instantly no matter where it bit you. It doesn't seem like it at the end of Jurassic Lost World. Because he kind of picks up yeah. a guy and he's like, ugh! Yeah, well, I mean... And then the, the bad guy at the end is like, he really just, I think he really like plays with him. But maybe that's it. It's like, they wanted... Yeah. They wanted you to think that he mm-hmm. like suffered because he was a bad guy, but I have a would you rather, and I'm not sure if you'll know right away what you want to do. I feel like it might be a conflict, but I don't know. Okay. So would you rather never be able to play Destiny again? And that includes like both games. Like you just never can never play Destiny again. Or you say for the words wolf and roof, you say woof and Rough for the rest of your life. My coworker says rough. <laughs> and actually, that's funny you you bring that you bring that up because I actually quit Destiny. Um, you did, and you can keep this in the podcast whether you want it or not. I don't care. But I quit Destiny because I felt like it was putting a priority over my life and God. Oh. Like I would I would get home and I would be like. I want to play Destiny, but I need to read my Bible. Mm. And that was becoming a problem. So I killed it, and now it's no longer part of wow. me. And so wow. I have played Destiny for, oh man, seven years. And I have probably combined over 4,000 hours in it. Or maybe a little bit less than that. Probably like 35 um, of both games. And so... It's it's quite a lot to get rid of, but I needed to get rid of it, so it's gone. And I so the answer to that question is quit destiny. <laughs> that was a very serious he beat reply you to the punch. that I wasn't expecting. Wow. What if she changed it to God of War since you said that was your favorite game? Oh, oh ooh. Do I want to I was trying to go idiot? for a game that was like I mean, originally Destiny, because I knew your favorite game wasn't Destiny, but I guess we'll go with God of War since it does sound like it's a bit more of a conflict um. than I thought. Conrad, you're going to be one of those people that says woof for the rest of your life. <laughs> woof. <laughs> the context here, I will just say, is that we were at BlimeyCon in 2019, and we were all, I remember, we were all sitting in the living room, like four or five of us, and we were making fun of people who say woof instead of wolf. And Very Christian behavior of us, yes. <laughs> very mature behavior of us. <laughs> 20, yes. 23 year old and like 19 year old laughing about this. But I wasn't a yeah. Christian at the time, so I have an excuse. <laughs> Christians can still Throwing talk about wolves. I could still be a Christian and talk about wolves. I'm pretty sure God <laughs> wants you to say wolf. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was in particular Conrad and I got a kick out of woof and i'm pretty sure we were like laughing the longest about wolf or woof and woof. so then i heard rough recently and i was like oh my gosh rough seriously i, s- I seen a i seen a wolf on the top of the roof <laughs> down by the creek 
I've never seen the word wolf the same way again. But anyway, no. what are you going to do, Conrad? <laughs> what am I going to do? No God of um, War or Woof, Roof, Crick. Not now, crick. does the God of War extend to the future God of Wars or only that's that single God of War? The whole franchise. The whole franchise. I'd rather say Woof. <laughs> I'd be a fellow Woofian. I'd be a fellow Ruffian and, and Woofian. Mm. Wow. I would tell people. I would tell people. I was cursed. I have to say woof. <laughs> every time I would, every time the word, I would have to say roof or woof. I would say, hello, person I am saying woof or woof to. <laughs> I have been cursed. I could either play a video game or I could not. If I, uh, yeah! I, I couldn't play God of War if I didn't. Look, you could be passing those habits this. along to your grandkids, Conrad. They could say woof because of you. That would that would be the case where I say, do not follow my example on this. <laughs> do as I say. Not, do as I tell you, not what I say. <laughs> All right. If you would like to check us out on Instagram, you can head on over to Go Break the Ice Pod. Um, we've actually had a little bit of stuff going on over there. So if you want to check it out, sometimes I pop on there and like ask questions and different things. So yeah. Go and check that out. And then Abby has some exciting news from the inbox. Yes, we have an email. We got another email. That's two (laughs) episodes in a row. Actually, not in a row, but two episodes where we had an email. I won't read the whole email because it's kind of long, but thank you, Faith, for emailing us. And just a really awesome compliment about our show and uh, really appreciating just all the different perspectives that get to come on. Um, There was a little snippet about like uh, hearing other people's passions encourages me to be reflective on my own life and passions. And I thought... That's really cool. I think that's exciting. Uh, It's been a lot of fun for us, too. I think every single episode I have learned something new about everyone, even when I thought I knew the person really well. And so I think that's uh, exciting. Including today with Conrad. I feel like I learned a whole lot about you, Conrad. So thank you, Faith, for your sweet words. It was really nice to read. Yes. And that is... uh, Go break the no questions at gobreaktheice.com if you want to send us more emails because we will read them. And with that, the ice has been broken. And Conrad has spoken. Bloopers. <laughs> I thought Bob was dead. Right there. No. I thought Bob was dead. And that's like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. Speed round. That is the kind. That was amazing. That was just like such good timing. Abby, wow. please just cut it there. And that is yeah, speed it. round. Oh. <laughs> I could okay. cut it there and then put the real answer in the blooper. And everyone's like, what, Bob? <laughs> oh. That was a great <laughs> highlight of my week right there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>